Welcome back to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. I am Cammy Black. We're back after a little short break uh, just to give us some time to take stock and work out um, how we were going to fill the airwaves given the uh, ongoing lack of any actual uh, real rugby to talk about. Um, I'm joined this evening by editor of the blog, Rory Baldwin. Hello. And we're also joined by contributor to the blog and also writer for the Offside Line, it's Ian Hay. Howdy. Um, we're going to have a bit of fun tonight. We've decided to do a bit of a an internet-based scavenger hunt. So we've each prepared a round for us to do. Um, hopefully, um, we'll be able to put that on the blog. So if you are unprepared for this and you've come at this through your um, podcast apps, then go to the blog now, scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. We will have the questions up there. Print them off, sit in front of you, phone, whatever you want to do, and you can follow along and play at home as well. Um, you can find us on the blog, of course. We, we still are putting things up on there. Um, we're on Twitter, at scottrugbyblog and at Black. Uh, Instagram, Scottish Rugby Podcast, um, as well as Facebook, Scottish Rugby Blog. Um, you can also email podcast at scottishrugbyblog.co.uk if you want to get in touch with me directly. Um, and if you've got any burning questions or things you think we should be discussing, we, we're happy to, to consider that. Uh, this is a coronavirus-free zone this evening. We aren't going to be discussing anything uh, around that this evening, uh, unlike last episode that we did a couple of weeks ago. So um, it's a safe space this evening, hopefully, although we will be uh, discussing a lot of Dougie Donnelly's. So if that is a trigger for you, then be warned. Um, we thought, though, what we'd do is uh, we'd have a bit of a roundup of, of the news because there has been some rugby news going on. Uh, Sandy, uh, who sometimes comes on the podcast and also writes for the blog, Sandy Smith, has done a little um, summary of where we are with things. Uh, lockdown news roundup, he's called it on the blog. Um, Edinburgh, to start with, have have signed all the players. Rory, um, well, they've signed two specifically. We've got um, John O'Lance and Matt Gordon, neither of whom seem to be Scottish qualified. Mm, neither of whom are Matt Scott either. No. Um, yeah, he has made a, made. Um, well, I guess there's there's nine players on the on the way out, um, and there's a, a few. A few new ones coming in. Um, probably the the big disappointment. Well, I mean, John Barkley will be a disappointment, but at the at the same time, you know, internationally he's looked a wee bit off the pace. The last sort of few tests he's he's appeared in, he's obviously struggled to um, to get starts for for Edinburgh with the with the depth that they've got. Um, so probably if you were looking at the list of of you know back rowers Edinburgh had. He he probably, despite his you know his obvious leadership credentials and so on, he, he looked like the one that was going to be um, that, that is potentially kind of towards the end of his career and um, might be moved on to pastures new. Whether that's going to be in front of the camera or on a rugby pitch, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he he he'd be a big miss. And Matt Scott would be for me. Um, I think they should have. You know, moved heaven and earth to give him a new contract, given the form he was in. It would have been just reward for what we saw of him, uh, you know, last last season. Um, but I think it was it maybe came maybe came down to budget in terms of the other other bits he needed to plug. You know, the other gaps he needed to plug in the the squad. I think he's still 
you know, he was obviously needed to sign someone to cover at 10. Um, and despite Matt Scott's Twitter being, I think Matt's got 10, yeah. he obviously didn't fancy, <laughs> didn't fancy a, you know, a career kind of career resurrection in, in that position. Um, so, yeah, you know, Cocker obviously had kind of gaps he wanted to fill in his back line and maybe it's a bit more of a priority. Um, now that Darcy Graham is kind of firmly in the international scene, he's going to need more international cover at sort of wing and full back. Um, and again, uh, you know, he's let, let go guys like Doogie Fife. So, yeah, I, I mean, Simon Hickey is maybe a bit of a strange one, although it seems to be that maybe he just wanted to kind of go back to New Zealand for for family reasons. Um, but it does leave, uh, he's got rid of Jason Baggett too. So um, Edinburgh, you know, there were until the, the signings, signing of John O'Lance, they were looking a little bit uh, thin at, at 10. Yeah, I mean the the um, the mascot one's interesting, Ian, because he's he's gone to Leicester Tigers, which shows that he's there's still a lot of interest in him um, elsewhere. So clearly, still seen as, a, as as someone that can do a job in the English Premiership. Which, given the current circumstances that we're not talking about, it seems odd that teams are still signing players at this point. Yeah, although I think you've seen that Leicester have. Lost, I think they're losing twenty-one players out of their their extended squad this summer. You know, biggest name being Johnny May. Um, up Scott, although it was slightly disrupted by injuries, um, he went pretty good guns down at Gloucester, and the the Gloucester fans there seem to to really appreciate him. So you know, Leicester obviously they've got a big rebuild on their hands, um, and they know that he's you know perhaps uh, he could outspend the SRU certainly, and they know that he can do a job there. So uh, yeah. Hopefully it works out well for him. Um, I mean, to be fair, Len, uh, they've replaced Johnny May with uh, Nemanja Nadolo. Yeah, it's not too bad a uh, swap deal. Um, <laughs> so that'll has, be, that'll be fun for Scott. He won't, he won't have to make too much tackle. of a hole for him to run through. No, yeah, just stay away from him in tackle practice, um, yeah. I would suggest. Um, Glasgow then, Ian. Um, there's not been much movement in, more a lot of movement out in terms of you've lost, uh, what, Nick Frisby. Who has uh, been brought to his knees um, once more, um, and is now um, out the door with uh, C. Nuka as well, uh, who still had a year left to run his contract. Uh, DTH Van der Mer was gone to be a fireman. We think um, that certainly is his career plan, but there is rumour that Sean Maitland's coming. Um, it's, I mean, it's a difficult thing at the moment in terms of predicting where players are going to come from, but is. I think are you happy with Glasgow's recruitment so far? Do you think that they're left maybe a little bit thin in some areas? Um, well, I sort of I think we assumed that DTH would be gone. Frisby, he's you know fourth fiddle now, but with the emergence of Jamie Doby, um, the Halana Kanuka one maybe a little bit strange, but he'd he'd certainly dropped in the pecking order even to the point where I think the Nook had been injured a couple of times, but Kebble was being preferred to him um, even to start at tighthead sometimes. Um, so I wonder if maybe we'll see a, a full time switch as a to tight head for Kebble, you know, as secondary to Fagerson. DTH, yeah, not a surprise. He's about thirty four now. Um, the Maitland return. Uh, <laughs> I know Maitland's a, a good player. I've, I'm a, you know, I've, I've always highly rated Maitland, but it just shows a bit. I feel it's a bit of a lack of ambition from the Warriors, and maybe. What's the scouting network just seems to be bring back old players? You know, it's just it's more like a retirement village. Um, <laughs> and like you said, you're obviously stuff to be, but you can't really go about making lots of signings. Um, 
Danny Wilson's obviously the man who decides that now. Uh, and obviously, it's put me in a thing where we wouldn't even be finished the season under normal circumstances. So I think it's just the, the, the impatience um, that there's not been any recruitment news, but I'm sure as we get to sort of June, July, we'll hear more about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, Sandy made reference to the, the poss- there's some rumours, it seems to be some rumours going around that uh, Ewan Ashman might be a signing for Glasgow, which mm. just having a look through the, the list of hookers they've got on the books would seem would put them, it would make them fairly well stocked unless there's, you know, unless somebody's somebody's leaving. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's Johnny Matthews. He's still registered. He's still yeah, on the guess. on the list. Was there not? Yeah. Uh, was there some? Was, oh, Matthew uh, Delacoto as well. So you've got yeah. Brown, Turner, uh, Stuart, Delacoto. Um, was so there yeah, not some? Was there not some rumor about Fraser Brown signing for Ulster? Or am I making that up? Um, no, that had been rumored a while back, but I think that came to nothing. I think that was. Yeah. Although, you know, like you said, well, maybe we'll, we'll hear more about that once the season's sort of officially over and contracts are actually expired. Yeah, um, I mean, that would leave them pretty well stocked. Uh, I mean, Ashman is a, a great young prospect, for sure. But mm-hmm. Yeah, but when's he going to get game time? Yeah, That's... exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, the other thing, somebody, I can't remember who it was, got in touch on Twitter today that said, said point out that uh, Niku Matawala was on Instagram practicing uh, box kicks down his local park. So it's Looks mm-hmm. like he might be switching back to scrum half. Well, if they're shining Sean Maitland, they won't need him on the wing, will they? Well, that's true. Um, the other um, bit of news that Sandy picked up on, which has been um, well, a bit of, I suppose, a ding-dong is the best way I can describe what happened on Twitter at the weekend uh, between me uh, and our esteemed... Our, our esteemed uh, colleagues at the other podcast, uh, the Thistle podcast at the weekend, and, and a few others uh, regarding the um, latest goings on at the big house at uh, Murrayfield. Um, the Scottish Rugby Council have met, I think, and they made the SRU board reveal something called the decision matrix. It's, it's DMM, but I don't know what the other M is. Making. Is it making? Decision-making is it, is Decision it? matrix. See, the making seems seems completely superfluous there. You don't need that. Decision yeah. matrix is surely enough. Yeah, well. Why, yeah. Well, then why... why you've got, you've just... got to make that decision. It could be a decision-suggesting matrix. And a then they DSM. can just ignore it and do whatever they want. <laughs> True, well. <laughs> and therein lies the problem. Um, so... Essentially, this has been the the story that's been reported in the offside line, um, and also I think that, uh, Mark Palmer's picked it up in the Times is there has long been rumoured to be something called a decision making matrix that says where different decisions about how Scottish rugby should be run, uh, and you know decisions about professional rugby, who appoints the head coach, where funding goes. This decision-making matrix shows at what level those decisions should be taken. Um, the main issue appears to be that the council, which I'll get on to explaining who they are in a moment, were unaware that it, it existed. There were rumours it existed, but they hadn't apparently seen it. Scottish Rugby have said that they had seen it and everyone knew it existed. So it's a, it, there's, there's a little bit of politics at play. Essentially what happens is the SRU is owned by the clubs, that's indisputable. 
although some people um, may have different views on whether that's right or not. That is where we legally stand. The SRU is owned by the the clubs, uh, the member clubs, that is. They then elect the people to represent them at the council. Now, the council is made up of representatives for each league who are um, voted for by the clubs in that particular league. So you've got national representatives and then you have the regional representatives as well who then meet five times a year to oversee the work of the board, which is the president, I think the vice president, and the executive, which would be Mark Dodson, um, Colin Grassi as it was, and a, and a few other people who then oversee the work of the executive. So it's 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 a, it's a hierarchy. I've tried to go through the governance plan as best I can. Um, the main issue seems to be that some of the decisions being taken or that are given uh, to the board would probably be the kind of thing that clubs or the council, the, so the representatives of the club, would want to know about. So things like investment in Stade Niquaz and have I said that right? Stade Niquaz. 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 Like the salad. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, and uh, old DC Old Glory. So those decisions were taken by the board, I think. Or the executive, but I think the council are suggesting they may have wanted to at least had it run past them for ratification. And there's various other decisions that can be taken um, at various other levels that people are unhappy about. Um, it, I think this one's going to rumble on, probably. Um, the offside line is the place to go if you want to try and get your head around it. I've read the governance um, structure for the SRU. It's fairly easy to understand. At some point, I'm going to try and write something on it for the blog if I get the time. Do either of you have any strong views on this? Mm, not really. It was just occurring to me that it sounds a little bit like, um, well, it sounds a little bit like Animal Farm, where it's a sort of, it seems like a, a communist system with lots of committees and everybody making fair decisions, but actually the power is just slowly concentrating right at the top of the tree. Um, and I don't. I mean, I can I can sort of see the points of, of some of the guys that were saying, well, actually, is the game structured in the right way? But because, you know, is the programme that's bringing in the money, I think, um, certainly in terms of the international team, it is, is contributing a large chunk to it. And does that level need to be, is, you know, is that, does that actually bear any relation to the, to the, the, the kind of feeder pathways? But I think it, you know, it's, Yes, the the schools and then the the kind of academies are are a kind of fast track, but there are still players coming through the clubs. I think if you don't have the clubs, you don't have the interest in the game. So the whole thing needs to be mutually kind of beneficial. And at the moment, it doesn't seem like maybe the clubs think that feel that it is. No, and I and I kind of I, I can get the I can understand why if you supported Edinburgh Glasgow, you would feel that you should have a say in how the SRUs run. But I think someone put it quite nicely on Twitter that effectively you, 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 you're... you're um, it's a bit like going into McDonald's and buying a Big Mac and then expecting to have a say in the way the McDonald's is run because the yeah. pro teams are owned by the SRU, which in turn is owned by the clubs. So if you want to get rid of the clubs altogether, essentially you have to disband the SRU and form again as a professional organi- a solely professional organisation, which... Seems hugely complex and needless because I don't. Yeah. Think, I, I don't get the impression that any clubs think that professionalism shouldn't be a thing at this stage, point in time. Yeah, yeah. I'll write something at some point for the blog if I get time. 
Um, but yeah, my my main point was if I couldn't see anybody who plays for Scotland now that hadn't come through a club early on. I don't think there's anybody. Stuart McAnally, I think, was the only person potentially that I thought could have picked up rugby in a private school without going through some sort of minis or middies first and then being picked up by a private school on a scholarship. Everybody else seemed to have played at, at club level early on and mm. then been picked up. Yeah, I mean, certainly, yeah, like Finn Russell, for example. Yeah, he didn't get... Is that the 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 Fagersons went to Strath... Is it Strathallan? The big one. Yeah. They went to Strathallan, but I think they both played minis at club level first. Same with Jimmy Ritchie. So I struggled to find anybody who had solely kind of come through a school and had picked up rugby in a private school and then gone on to get international honours or play for, play for a club. Yeah. So, yeah. And even if there is one or two, you know, it's still the majority, the vast, vast majority certainly come through from clubs, you know, from a young age. Yeah. Um, the other big news then is that um, as we predicted, although we, we as we came off air last podcast, we were slightly worried that there were some reports that Gus Pichel may have um, snatched Mainly charge for winning victory from the jaws of defeat. Uh, but Bill Bo- Uncle Bill, safe-handed Uncle Bill Bowman, has uh, once again won the chairmanship of World Rugby. Um, Rory, I, I mean, it seemed inevitable. There maybe a, a slight kind of worry, given that Sanzar seemed to throw the weight behind Gus Pichel, where previously they'd maybe been a bit more undecided. Um, do you think everyone's just gone with Uncle Bill because it's safe Uncle Bill and these are difficult times yeah probably um i mean yeah it's probably the first year or more of his tenure is going to be spent not doing very much but um in terms of you know the amount of rugby that they're going to be there's going to be but um there's there's certainly you know regular regular kind of plans crop up on how we need to revolutionize the game in the world and I guess maybe some of the, I get probably the Six Nations unions who are um, the old guard, if you like, they're going to go with the probably the status quo, the path of, uh, of least resistance in terms of taking away their cash cow and kind of melding it in with some league that distributes the money more evenly, what we might find after um, in our post-lockdown society, sorry for mentioning it, is that people actually aren't so aren't so keen on the, the wealth being narrowly distributed and uh, maybe um, maybe everyone will say, actually, let's have a world league and, and spread the wealth around and because that's the way that the new world order is going to be. But um, I would doubt it. Yeah. It seemed, I mean, the interesting thing, Ian, was that they seemed to have broadly similar ideas. They were just putting them in, framing them slightly different. Gus Pichu was kind of talking about things in terms of let's have a revolution and radically change rugby. And it, some of the ideas he was, he was putting forward, aside from obviously a new computer game, weren't really that much different for some of the ideas that Bill Bowman and Bernard Laporte were putting forward. Uh, no, no, you'd say they were both very sort of centrist. It's just Pichot was playing to the sort of the young buck card. And he's um, sexy. Let's not forget that. <laughs> the, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, fun on Klung, uh, Gus. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it did seem to have an air of inevitability about it. Uh, obviously, you know, finances are a major concern for all the unions. And if Pichot had got in, maybe he'd look to 
rip up certain uh, certain agreements that are in place. So I think that there is that element of safety certainly sort of boosted uh, Beaumont. Um, but I mean, some of the reaction from Dan Seth, the Southern Hemisphere, has been kind of ridiculous. Brett Impey uh, seems to be losing his nut about everything. Uh, Rugby Australia, I think, I think Rugby Australia are broke. Basically yeah, they are. Mm. Sugarly as peg, aren't they, really? Yeah, and even the All Blacks, you know, they might be sort of the the biggest brand in world rugby, but they they um, announced was that a seven point four million dollar operating loss from last year, and that's I think the year before they'd only made a profit because of the Lions tour. Um, so the fact is that money is a bit scarce, and it's even going to be more scarce now. So a lot of nation, a lot of the unions just wanted to make sure that they were getting their cut. Um, and the, just the fact of the matter is the economics down in the Southern Hemisphere just seem to show that the fans are losing interest and that's why they're not making money. Yeah, I think we said last week that, that you know, in Australia, it's not even, your know, rugby union isn't even one of the top c- couple of sports. It's like 25th it. or something. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just plummeted. It's way behind stuff, all kinds of like MMA and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Aussie rules and... And league seem to be the two big ones. I think even soccer's ahead of it now. Yeah, and then you got cricket on top of that. I mean, I know it's yeah, different true. seasons and stuff, but um, and you know, New Zealand. I mean, the, the I mean, the NR is it the the they're starting the NRL again, rugby league between you know they're all going to playing on some sort of Love Island, aren't they? Right. <laughs> and essentially, starting rugby league in New Zealand and Australia by all going into camping to an island for a couple of weeks to play behind closed doors. Uh, Dana White's had a similar idea for UFC Fight Island. Yeah, um, why not? So yeah, <laughs> you know, I wanted to be a sort of like um, battle royale though. They all have to. Yeah, they have to scavenge for their own food and stuff as well. Build <laughs> 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 <Bell> shelter. <laughs> I think we, we well maybe there's a way forward for Scottish rugby. We do that with Super Six, but it's just Melrose, just to camp everybody in the Super Six plus all the international players, make them form into teams and just you know scavenge for food in Melrose. Uh, That's the way out of this. Keep everyone yeah. fit. Get some games. And, uh, yeah, and um, you know, if if they're going to be scavenging for food, then uh, obviously we need to get food to them. So you know, leave it lying about places. Extra points out, kind of like um, was it battle like battle royale? Give them each yeah. a weapon to fight with. We'll we'll skip the callers. That seems a bit excessive. <laughs> it would it would almost be like a scavenger hunt, wouldn't you say? It would be, which is what a lovely link, Rory. Excellent. Good link. Uh, so, yes, we are doing an internet-based scavenger hunt uh, this this episode. Um, we've done a round each. Um, I think we... Has anybody got a burning desire to start? I'm going to do mine last, because mine is a Where's Doogie Donnelly round. Um, Ian, you, you, we, you decided to kind of join in with us fairly late, so I feel like yours is going to be the, uh, part, you know, the, the least well prepared. So let's go with you first. <laughs> right, I thanks. only did mine this afternoon. Oh well, that's I good. So, so I did similar. Yes. So this is this is going to be fun. I've been, I've, been, I've been working on this right up until the last. Uh, have I? Yeah, I've, I've got a thousand and ninety-six words written out here. So, oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, we've got time. It's a scavenger hunt, not, so, uh, so it's not like, an essay writing conversation. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's kind of like um, scavenger hunt slash uh, adventure quest. Good. Um, Can you keep a sc- of... Are you all right to keep in score? And then I'll, I'll I'll write up the scores at the end of the round. Oh, what? Oh, does that mean I need to get a pen? Because right, okay. some of these, you know, you might know some of these off the top of your head, but a lot of the time you will have to uh, 
you'll have to go scouring the internet. Yeah, mine mine is more like a puzzle. Don't know Ooh. if it if it works oh. if it works with keeping score. Right. Okay. So I've got my notepads. Right. So in this scenario, you are um, you are about to go down to the uh, British and Irish Lions press conference on behalf of the Scottish Rugby Blog, but you've been denied access for saying something <laughs> mean about for some, saying something mean about somebody on Twitter. Um, so the chairman of a soft drinks firm, Lord Farquhar Sinjin Dodson Hetherington Bar, has heard of your plight. And as the new soft drink partner of the Lions has uh, said that he can pull some strings and get you in. Um, but in return, you have to go and sing a duet with brand ambassador Gordon Reed. So, <laughs> so you bolt down to Melbury in order to catch Gordon Reed. But on the way there, you need to practice what song uh, he sings as an ode to his favourite bottle of ginger. What song is it? Oh. What did he sing? It was at the World Cup, wasn't it? The, the drink was Iron Brew, wasn't it? The drink is Iron was, Brew. I mean, I would imagine it was some form of romantic. Uh... It was a ballad, wasn't it? It was. Um, he did. Yeah. Uh, he also sang, He also serenaded uh, Coca Cola at one point. Two times. He did. I know. It was. Um, oh, it's really going to know. Um, is it uh, like Celine Dion or something? Well, oh, oh, I so so close. Oh, was it? Um, if you googled it, you could find it. I'm going to try and find it. I'm going to find. I, it. I find the clip, but I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to watch it in order to um, hear because these work work shy people writing the article haven't written the answer to the question that I seek. It was. Oh, is it? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, and this is really irritating. <laughs> Gordon Reed, and he. So the Gordon Reed. Unless he's got, I mean, he, he tweets a fair. This is the problem that Gordon Reed. He, he's not like a. He tweets a fair bit. He does. So it's um, quite hard to then get through to like right, his, his October um, tweets. I'm gonna think it on the based on the brief snippet there. I will always love you. Correct, Amundo. Oh. I will always love you. Very good. Uh, not well, not sure which version. Let's just guess, uh, Whitney. I listened, listened to the start bit as well. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was I Will Always Love You. I thought I'd double check. Mm. Um, okay, so step, ready for step two? Yep. Yeah. Right, so you've got Gordon Reed drunk on Fizzy Pop. And you've done your duet video. You call Lord Dodson Hetherington Bar. Uh, and it turns out he's going to stiff you. He's not going to get you into Alliance Press Conference at all. He just wanted you for the social media hits. <laughs> uh, you, you're, you've been overheard in this conversation by a mysterious local who grows at you from under his cowboy hat. Just call me Aristotle, kid. <laughs> Aristotle has his own beef with Lord Dodson Hetherington Bar and offered to put you onto a guy that can get you into the Lions launch, but he needs to know you're ready. You've to meet a man at Fullerton Park, the home of Mar Rugby Club, at a specific time. The time is the same number of games that they went unbeaten in the Tenants Premiership this season. Oh. Uh, Mar. Yep. This is how quick. This is basically like how, how quickly we Google, Google something. Race. Google race. <laughs> oh, it doesn't come up. Mar rugby rewarded for lug, double league uh, unbeaten Mar. Oh, I don't know if that was. Uh, oh no, hang on. It's on the offside line. Fourth of April, twenty ten. That was the Premiership season that almost was for Mar, and it's on the offside line. And let's have a look. Um, Oh, it's in, he's done it. Oh, he's done it. Bullet points as well, but I kind of get there. Uh, downside, big players, memorable comments. 
Is it? Is so, this on the Offside Line article? This this information? No, that's not how I found it. No. Oh, oh. could be. So we'll we'll both stop reading it in sync. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's not on there. There was one. Uh, Mara maintain unbeaten run. Uh, the only scrape scrape through against Highland. It says here, well done, Highland. Well, not well, not it'd be better if you beat them. But oh, I think so. was that a cup game. I think that was a cup game though. Oh well. So I'm going to have to guess. I'm going to guess by. I'm going to have to go for the oldest article about maintaining an unbeaten run. I, I'm going to guess that it's. Um, it doesn't tell me how many. This is the extended unbeaten run. This is really oh, Hang on, I've got an advert popping up now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to say they went 10 games on the bounce. Well, yeah, that's remarkable. That's exactly right. Yes! That's a complete so, guess. 800 minutes. Uh, excluding uh, time Angie as you find it goes, yeah. Well, there yeah. we go. Yeah, they got beat by GHA at home. was uh, the first time they got beaten. Oh, well. beaten. First time they beaten at home for a year. Um, right, so this one is uh, not rugby related at all, really. Um, but uh, it will check your Google skills. Okay, the uh, the car park at Melbury is full, so you've parked in the nearby Rabbi Burns Birthplace Museum. Which you shouldn't do, except for the reason it's you know just for this treasure hunt. Um, it's five twenty. <laughs> You've never done that then. Uh, no, no, I haven't because I think it was going to shut by the time I got out. I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's five twenty on June the fifth, and the car park shuts ten minutes after the museum shuts. How long do you have to get to your car? Oh. So basically, you're looking for the closing time for the Rabbit Bombs <laughs> Birthplace Museum, basically. <laughs> it's going to say it's temporarily closed at the moment, isn't it? If I go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you go to their website, it's got specific. It's the national safe. Oh, I've got to save my cookie preferences. This is ridiculous. Planning your visit. <laughs> the number of cookie things we're going to have to <laughs> ignore or accept. Since um, the Rabbi Burns uh, Museum will open at ten o'clock on Wednesday. Now, what day of the week are we going? This is important, um, Ian. Uh, it's it's oh, uh, right. What, Hang on, I'll just because I've said June the fifth because they've got seasonal opening hours as well. June the fifth, right? I have to get there by uh, half past five. Uh, no, the car. Well, the car park shuts ten minutes after. So, oh, twenty to six. There we go. Uh, no, I've already won. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I forgot <laughs> the question. Cars, really. Right. Uh, I don't, what, half a point each? Oh no, just Rory because he can add up properly. Because <laughs> he remembered the question. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so you've met the mysterious stranger at Fullerton Park now at 10pm. You've had to dick about for a while, because obviously it's not going to take like four and a half hours to get from here to Trun. Um, he provides you with false documents to get into the, the Lions launch. He said the address is being withheld to the last minute, but from what he hears, it's going to be the same place as the 2020 Six Nations launch. What's the address of that place, and uh, where's the nearest tube station on the district line? Double par. Oh, it was in, a, it was in Docks. It was called the the tobacco. Oh, docks! Tobacco dock. Tobacco yep. dock. Uh, I have to try and find the nearest tube station. I think that's uh, district line. District line only, though. Oh, is it district line only? Oh, I know the yeah. district line because that's where I go for work. When I go for uh, let's have a look maps. I can know. I'm sure it's the disco line. The dis- disco line. The dis- <laughs> disco <laughs> district line that I get for work. So I want to go. Hang on a minute. That's my side panel. This is really good podcast. This is good, good radio. This guy's uh, Shadwell. It's Shadwell. Shadwell, Shadwell Station. 
that's was... that's that's an overground station. Oh no! Uh, what the hell's uh, an underground symbol look like then? That's. I think <laughs> they're, they're all the same, unfortunately. Um, Canary Wharf. No, it is. No, Shad was underground. Is it? Well, is yeah, because Fenchurch, Fenchurch, because the railway station uh, sign is like the two, the intercity railway thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not that one. Hang on, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's not on the district line, was it? Shadwell, Tower Hill, or Sh- Wapping? It, Tower Hill, there you go. That's the one I've got. <laughs> so, what, you've, you you got for the wrong station. <laughs> no, I'm not. not I'm, I'm going to check this later. Shadwell's you are closer. the only one that's actually I, been there. I got, off at, I got off on Tower Hill. Cause I, was, I was getting the district line. I couldn't be bothered like changing. I'd, if I went on the circle line, I think it was the circle, the red one, I'd have to change it twice and I couldn't be bothered, so I just went on the district. I don't know what Shad was on. I'll have to check that because I think I, I, I want this on a technicality. <laughs> Shadwell Underground. So you're saying you would have to change to get onto Shadwell? Yeah. It's zone two. Ah, uh, just... no, it's only the overground. You're right. DLR. Right. I should have known that I got the DLR earlier this year, uh, earlier last year. Anyway, okay. I don't have an app for that, so I just stay on the underground. Um, I mean, are you getting a point for that, Mike? Oh, I, I think I said. Point. I think I said. I just named all the ones that came from the map. <laughs> right. Well, you you'll take the point for uh, Tower Hill. I mean, sorry, uh, Tobacco Dock. All right. Oh, here we go, boys. This is the uh, this is the live tweet round. Oh, the excitement. Oh. Okay. Right. I'm just getting set up. <laughs> Right, as you continue on your journey for vengeance, you decide to stop at Burton-on-Kendall Services because they've got a travel lodge. A dark fog rolls across the hills. This is a place of sorrow. Your memories come flooding back. The order at Burger King that day... Uh, I want that plug for free food, by the way. Um, <laughs> that springs back to your mind. And I'm going to share the receipt of that. There's a clue on it which tells you... <laughs> what... What particularly sad and tragic thing happened on that day? Uh, hang on, I should have prepared this tweet before. Um, you should have saved it in your drafts. I should have. I've, I've already negotiated this thing. It's fine, yeah. Just talk amongst yourselves while I type this. That's fine. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> clicking refresh on your Twitter feed, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're going to do some red herring tweets for the people that are listening back later. Oh well, this this is just this is just to provide a clue. So, uh, well, all right, uh, right. I'll just post this to note. Do you want me? Yeah. Well, we we the, you went to this after we did the we went to see sale, didn't you? You went down to Bristol, and then you went across to London, didn't you? So let's have a look. See what you got. Oh, here's a receipt. So what we what we doing? The so there's there's a clue on that. This is a place of great sadness because I learned something horrible um, at that uh, service station. What was it? Is it the yeah. sugar levy, the thirteen p sugar levy on your no. uh, on your coke? No. Uh, no existence. Something. I do remember you saying something about rebel whoppers. Is it that you realised that you'd ordered a vegan, that vegan no. vegan whoppers no. off exist? No, I, I actually. That was made by choice. Cause I thought, you know what, I've gone vegan, so I'm getting the full sugar coke. <laughs> That's a balance. Is it that you paid extra for eating in? No. Oh. No, you're you're looking at the wrong thing. It's I think we're looking at the background, are we? No, no, no. The clue is on the receipt. Mm. You modified was... your order. No. <laughs> and you... it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rugby issue. It was a horrible rugby moment. A Scottish rugby moment, specifically. 
23rd of the 1st. What day was that? Is that the 23rd of Jan? Was it something something happened? Thursday. Scotland squad announcement. Oh, it was the day day that Finn Russell left. There we go. It's the day that Finn Russell was kicked out. Yep. That was it. As that's when the first I'd heard of it because I stopped and looked at my phone and my phone had exploded. <laughs> <I> was <just laughs> like, What's going on? Oh my god! That's just going to ruin all the hits from my article. Um, right, so there you go. So that's another one for Cami. Uh, yep. So, uh, oh, this one requires a bit of math skills. Um, oh, terrible math. As, uh, as you're driving down the M6, negating the toll road because you're tight, you end up getting stuck in traffic. On the hard shoulder, you see a broken down car. One of the occupants uh, is on the phone, presumably for a roadside services agency. It's only Gregor Bloody Townsend. Uh, the car appears to be jacked up, but lo and behold, it's actually being lifted by Sean Lamont, while John Leslie has a tinky on, tinker underneath. Um, you pull over to offer assistance and for a nosy. Tooney tells you they're on their way to a Northampton Saints meet-up. Uh, you tell them you're on the way to London. You could give them a lift. A grateful Tooney says he'll get you in at the fundraising dinner if he can. Um, coincidentally, the distance is also the same amount of caps that those three former Northampton players won for Scotland combined. How many kilometres slash caps away are you? Oh, no, Sean Lamont, he got he got a ton, didn't he? Did he get a ton at the end? Sean Lamont got... Now, this is what this depends on whether Wikipedia, whether I go by Wikipedia yeah. or whether you go by... So Sean, Sean Lamont was, got it, 100... was it Scotland caps or Northampton caps are you using? Uh, it's... Uh, Scotland caps. Sorry. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, okay. So this is the, I'm, I'm using Wikipedia here, which I'm not entirely sure. I've actually got my math completely wrong, but never mind. I've just misread. What you're saying is the number of caps isn't going to add up to. Um... Uh, yeah. Well, the number, the answer I've got written down, I've not carried one over, so I'm, I'm out. But I've. See, I have right. to type in John Leslie Rugby Union as well. See the extra effort I'm going mm-hmm. to here to make sure I get the right one. And and then, the right John Leslie. That's just an extra, you know, an extra curveball for you. Two hundred and ten. Yeah, I was right in the first place. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, two hundred and ten. Who was the other right. player? I've only got two so far. John Leslie, Gregor Townsend, and Sean oh, Lamont. Gregor Townsend. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I thought I'd added it up wrong. I'd, yeah, I was right in the first place. So otherwise, I thought it was going to be ge- geographically miles out. He'd be like, you'd still be in Scotland, um, <laughs> but not to. <laughs> 210, that's correct. All right, so that's another one for Cammy. Where's my score sheet gone? Do you know Gregor Townsend has a specific entry on his Wikipedia page just for the Toonie flip? Really? Yeah. <laughs> this is the nickname given to the reverse pass which Townsend gave to Gavin Hastings for Scotland to register a dramatic and famous last-minute 23-21 victory against France in Paris in 1995. So there oh, you yeah. go. So he does. Someone's got a lot of trouble to put that in. Um, right, so we'll go on to the next one. Right. Christ, this is even longer. Um, right, at the Northampton table, uh, Northampton fundraiser, you've been set at a table with uh, Rugby World Cup winner Matt Dawson. Halfway through him regaling the story of his World Cup winning pass to Wilco for the fifth time, he receives a phone call. He's like, oh, that's just Sue. Two minutes. He excuses himself and then he looks rather animated while he's on the call. He returns to the table, shaking his head. I can't believe he's concussed again. A supersized tub of protein powder fell out the cupboard on his head and now he's concussed. We're, we're meant to be recording question of sports tomorrow. Um, 
he said he offers anyone else at the table if they could take this person's place. They all decline, but you're on the way to London, so you offer. He gives you a test. He says, right, who is meant to be my teammate tomorrow? Here's the clues. So these are the relevant clues that you can check. He used to play at Northampton Saints between 2013 and 2018, and in 2016 there was a review into Saints' medical team's actions by the Concussion Management Review Group. What player was it? Oh, you've shared a table with uh, Matt Dawson, haven't you, Rory? He did sit at, sit at lunch before one of the games once with John Beattie and himself, I think. Is it George North? It is George North. Yeah, I was going to say... I just typed in Northampton Saints concussion and George North comes up first. <laughs> yeah, there he is. It's uh, rather prone to it. I think there's, I looked into it, there was about four incidents in the space of two years. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My problem was that I googled... 2016 concussion controversy which is just although Northampton Saints is actually on there but that's just a complete <laughs> fluke so I didn't deserve to win that one anyway right, so Cam, Cammy's got a comfortable lead here, I don't, I don't even think Rory can catch him now uh, well we do, it's across three rounds so we'll see oh true yes um, okay right so that's you, you're now in for question of sport, that's a special anniversary edition with some former captains on uh, as we reach the climax of a close-fought close affair, Matt Dawson is providing clues for you and teammate, former question of sport captain Alan McCoist, to name the correct association football team. I'm branching out for rugby here. Yeah. Um, with the clock ticking down, he shouts out, second word in the team name is where they play the PDC Darts Championship. The PDC Darts Championships? Yeah. So the second word of the team name is associated with the PDC Darts Championship. What's the team? So the PD, so, I, I don't know Dart. Alexandra Palace? I've got a Crystal call. Palace. Oh. No, the second word of the team name. So if, uh, Crew Alexandra. Oh, Alexandra. Crew yeah. Alexandra. Crew Alexandra is yes. the correct answer. Yep. <laughs> my, knowledge, my knowledge of lower league English football. Yeah, there, there was a second clue, but I just thought I'd let you stress it out on that one. <laughs> I think um, not, not listening to the questions properly. <laughs> All right, so um, having some post-question of sports drinks, you strike up a conversation with one of your opponents, who's none other than World Rugby Chairman Bill Beaumont, himself a former captain on Question of Sport. Of course. He was particularly impressed with your rugby knowledge and says he feels you have good cosmic energy and a vibrant aura. Turns out Bill's joined a list of rugby players with unconventional lifestyle views. <laughs> Allegedly. His, his favourite website is Goop, and he's a firm believer in astrology. Bill stares at you intently and says, I could do with someone intuitive like you and my team. If you can sense my star sign, I'll put you on the board of World Rugby. What's Bill Beaumont's star sign? Basically, is how you ask that one quickly. See, the thing is, there could be a web, like we found out with... Uh, the, cel- the celebrity uh, thingamajigger. Celebrity thing. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be on there. No, sadly not. I went for that. I should have just gone for his Wikipedia. To work his date, now I've got to work his date of birth, and then I've got to work that backwards to what what kind of star sign he'd be. I don't know. I have to look up astrology. I think he's a Pisces. Pisces. Pisces is correct, Rory. Oh. His birthday is the ninth of March, which makes him a Pisces. It also okay. means if he has gone that way, it means he's also uh, no longer allowed to be from Lancashire. I think they automatically <laughs> kick you up Lancashire if that's uh, if you turn to astrology. In the astrology now, are you allowed to get out? Um. Right, so right, on to the last stage now. I'm sure you'll all be delighted to hear. Um, 
So uh, who needs to slum it with the press corps when you're now Bill Bowman's spiritual advisor? You're at the English Sanctum, which gives you better access to Lord Dodson Hetherington Bar. Um, at the VIP banquet, you throw prong cocktail at him, some of which lands on Augustine Pichot. He challenges you to a duel for honour on Rugby 20. Also at stake is the title of coolest at World Rugby and a leather jacket which accompanies the title. Um, playing as Scotland v Argentina, you cross the whitewash to take the lead with the 80 minutes up. You're surprised to see the winning try was scored by Matt Scott. What player did I liken his appearance to on Rugby 20 in my review for the offside line? Oh, Shameless oh, self-promotion. Like, there's only going to be a couple of Rugby 20 reviews in, in the in the world. Oh, God, there's loads of them. Um, Rugby 20... Oh, see, it didn't come up. I, I tried to go clever by seeing if it would come up in the Google search results, but it's not. And then... Oh, come on, hurry up, internet! Let's slow down now. Oh, a not... large Nick Grigg. Oh. Yes, Nick Grigg is correct, yep. <laughs> so, did, you, uh, did you try reading? I suddenly remembered that there's a... You just hit Control F to search for things on the page quickly, rather than trying to speed read articles. Well, I just tried to do Control F as well, but I'm on my—I forgot I'm on my—I'm um, on my Mac, and so the uh, Control buttons in completely the different place ah. to where on my uh, things. Uh, good. How did we get? What's the scores then? Okay, so uh, Cameron, you ended that with six, and Rory, you got four. Oh, uh, with I a late, a late, late double surge. at the end. For That's three. not too bad. A late uh, surge. Uh, Rory, do you want to do your round then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right for this one, it basically it's sort of like a kind of puzzly, puzzly thing. So I've come up with a bunch of letters, um, and you will need to basically find the letters based on the the clues that I give you, and then the the letters left over will spell the name because there has been a fiendish crime against rugby fashion, and uh, your challenge is to find out who it was. It's a torrid tale involving dwarves, alcohol, Russian bots, well-respected educational figures, and, of course, the odd rugby player. So what you'd like to do is collect the correct initials and you'll be left with the name of the culprit. Right. Uh, almost all of the clues are the first initial from a name or a word. Um, for example, C for Kami or B for Black. Um, those are not clues. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll specify if uh, we'll specify if the if letters needed otherwise. So your best bet is probably to write down letters A to Z. Um, oh man! On, on a no. piece of paper oh. or a, oh. a um, or a, a notepad file if you like to do things digitally and save the trees. Uh, all right, I can just use that for that paper. Um, and some uh, some of the some of the clues may fit multiple letters, so there might be an element of thinking at the end. Once you get all the uh, all the availables, but I haven't made it like it's not fiend it shouldn't be fiendish. Probably so my you, explanation of it would be so rubbish. If, but. So if you give us the letter, we then eliminate that letter. Is that what we're doing? I give you the, I give you the clue, and you figure out which letter that corresponds to. Okay. And then and then once you've and once you've had all the clues, there should be some letters left unselected that will spell out the name of the right. The uh, the, the crime the against crime. the perpetrator, and you're not allowed to just jump ahead and guess the guess by fashion crimes because you'd end up with uh, <laughs> Dan Park sideburns, <laughs> which which I actually wish halfway through I had I had made the answer. So uh, the initials are the letters that you're looking for, no particular order. Um, the first letter of each word in the very first sentence written on the Scottish Rugby blog back in two thousand and seven. So what the first 
the very first sentence in the in the very first article on the Scottish Rugby blog. Oh, you see, oh, no, I was looking at this earlier on today. Yeah. The quickest way to do this, I think, is to log in. And I'm going to you guess it. I'm going to cheat yeah. slightly here. You go onto the homepage and look down the bottom. Archives. I'm, I'm looking through the archives. No, I'm going to go. I'm coming at a different Oh, wait. Posts. I'm going to read them out so I can tell you if you've got the right port. Uh, go uh, back to the very was first. It, was it? Was it? First post of the new rugby oh. season by Rory Baldwin. Yeah, I think so. Uh Hello, you friendly people. Welcome to our Please Scottish Rugby blog. Yeah, so you're looking for the first the first letter of each of the first, I think the first sentence is four word sentences, is that right? H-Y-F-P. Yeah. Yeah, so you would put them on your list. Now, if I was cruel, uh, I would leave this to later when you've closed that tab, but I'll... Be, be nice and you're also looking for the next letter clue is the first letter of the name of the first non-me commenter on the blog which is also on that article oh possibly, yes no, possibly we, we, a Russian we, spam troll we, we talked about this didn't we on the uh... this is a test comment is <laughs> it you? my one that's your yeah, one. Oh, it's the other my one but, but not, not the one that's not me Xavarai I am going. I am going to show this to my friend, to my man. Friend, man. I like the comment as well. The comma in there as well. I'm going to show this to my friend, comma man. So yeah. it's the first. Probably if you, the if first you letter of his, his name. name. Yeah. So it's just the first letter of his name. Yeah, I needed some way to to get that letter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a link on his name. Should I click it or will it take me to some porn site? Probably slash? not. Yeah, I should probably uh, probably not. He's doing that to try and get. Oh, do you know what? It's, it's, it was wade134.wordpress.com and it's no longer available. Uh, so you've outlasted, you've outlasted his blog. Yeah. Right. Where we okay. Next? Uh, right. The first, uh, the next letter is the f- is the first letter in the surname of a recent Scotland international who played both his first and last test matches against Fiji in Fiji. First and last test matches yeah. against Fiji and Fiji, the and last... they weren't the same. They weren't the same game. No, because well, the last time we played Fiji was that one where we got beaten. I can't think. Who retired after that? Oh, is it? No, it can't be Ross Fox. He didn't play his first one against Fiji and Fiji. Is it? Oh, Timbo Visa. You could be correct. Yes. That's a guess. 2012. So what am I doing with his name? Uh, so you take that's your that's your V. That's my V. Okay. Um, and the T as well, or just the surname? Just the just the surname. Just the surname. Okay. Okay. Next clue is the town where England tossed dwarves during World Cup 2011. <laughs> is that Dunedin? Uh, and it's just so that you have to Google England dwarf tossing. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening with if you're listening with children, you can Google England dwarf throwing. Uh, the Daily Telegraph apparently reported it as being in Australia. I saw in one of the Google results that came up, and I was <laughs> I was thinking uh, about making you Google. Was, uh, I, know you've, I know why you've done this, so you can get rid of the letter Q. Queenstown. Queenstown. Correct. Correct. Mundo. 
Um, so yeah, I was also going to make you Google Les Kiss, who is of course the Irish defence mm -hmm. coach, or was. Um, okay, so you've got that one. Scotland, now this one, I can't tell you if you've got it correctly because um, there's a sort of choice, but Scotland has produced two of the most famous rugby commentator voices, now both sadly inactive on our um, screens and radios, one on TV, one on radio. Um, we need an initial from the first name of one and from the surname of the other. But the choice is choice will be up to you. Oh. Oh. All right. That's a hard one. I mean, uh, you if if you got uh, P and M obviously in one. Yeah. Yeah. I R the other one. And I and R. Yeah. So I would just you keep a keep a note and see how the pieces fall later, perhaps. So we're taking what we're doing. We we're taking two letters out. Did you say? Yeah, so you're either you're either looking for the I or the R from one or the B or the M from the other. You see what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, this is like This is torture. This, this is like guess who? That's what this puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it is. But does he have a moustache? V and M or I and R. Right, I'll have to oh, okay, I've made my note. Yeah. So, I mean, some of these will become clear, obviously, as you get the answers to it. Tomorrow, of them, it'll rule them out. So, um, the next initial appears in both names of a former Scotland and British and Irish lion scrum half who now runs a whiskey business in Los Angeles. Well, that's Chris Cassidy. Just yes, I see. Get rid of C then. C. Yeah. So, um, this one may help you with the, the question previous. Um, the the in, initial from the first and third name of the player who scored the final try in Scotland's 2019 Rugby World Cup loss to Japan. The first and third name. All oh, right, I get uh, uh, WN. Ah, yeah, of course. Willem. Is it Petrus? Is Petrus? I think, yeah, all South African men have uh, the name Petrus somewhere Petrus in the name. Petrus in there somewhere, yeah. You may want to check that. I may want to check that. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, hang on. oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yes, I think you may. Where are we? I'm pretty sure it was WP now that scored last. I'm just checking score. Has it happened? Oh, Has it happened? Up. WP now. Oh, no, no, it's Sand. Uh, no, 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 no. It's Sander Ferguson. Yes. We're looking for the fir his first and third name. Oh. Third name. You may need to do some... Uh, Googling, yeah. Searching. Hang about. You, you'll love this. It's a belter. <laughs> so Xander Ferguson has a, a secret name. I'm going to say that he's... Is his middle name Xander then? Oh, my goodness oh, me. Oh, my goodness. What a... What a... Xander <laughs> James Ragnar Ferguson. I think he needs. I, I'm starting a campaign that from now on uh, we need to have uh, Xander Ferguson's full name, <laughs> just because he sounds like something out of a Marvel comic. Yeah. So um, it's the first and third name. Yeah. Oh, so I'm going to get rid of Ragnar. That's his best name. Come on. Uh, Ragnar is his third name, is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can't so believe I, I'm going to get rid of it. So that's Z. So that's your Z. And, and your R. R. Yep. 
So Which maybe clears up one of the other ones. Yes, it does. Oh, of course it does, yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, right, next clue. Uh, this Scotland and Harlequins number eight has scored nine tries in 43 caps and hails from the fair town of Inverness. We're looking for the first and last letter in their surname. Say again, read that. Can we do that again because I was too busy working out the uh, Bill McLaren answer. Go away. <laughs> this Scotland and Harlequins number eight has scored nine tries in 43 caps and hails from the fair town of Inverness. We're looking for the first and last letter in this surname. Would that be K and L by any chance? It would be. Yeah, so it's... I don't know who that is then. That would be Jade Conkle. Correct. Ah, of course. Okay, here we go. Right, last uh, last couple. Um, you're looking for an initial from the head of sport at Loretto School. Oh, Jason. Is it Jason White? Correct. So an initial. Yeah, an initial. So it could be J or W. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, hang on. Well, I can't be dub- no because we've already had that then. So it must be we've had them both, have we? No, no, we had no. to take mind we didn't take W out because we thought it was W. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it has to be so that one then. It. Yep. Okay. It was Ragnar. It was Ragnar, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Uh okay, and the um so there's we're narrow we're narrowing down the suspects now, guys. Yeah. Um, what you're looking for now are all the letters of this former scat former Scotland captain's first name and he is now a member of staff at Regent House School in Northern Ireland he'll be ruled out as a suspect at the last minute but did possibly commit the odd rugby fashion crime this is going to be done Regent House School staff I've gone straight to the staff page have I got this right oh hang on Head of art, biology, careers. I mean, he, he is in the he is in the department you'd expect him to be. Yeah, I've just got they've, they've got a really annoying pop up for their young musician of the year, which I care not for. I can't now get rid of. <laughs> yeah, I find that. <laughs> it's really uh, irritating. Uh, why, oh, why is sport all the way down so, the bottom? So this it's clue will give that's you why, isn't it? five letters. Physics. Oh, physical education. All right. Oh, yep, yeah, got it. So, we'll take them out. so that should leave you now with six letters left. Yes, uh, maybe. And uh, <laughs> and the, the solution should be elementary, my dear fellows. Oh, it's Lamont. Sean Lamont. No, it's uh, not. Is it not? What? No. L- you've, you've had K and L. O N T. Have I? Right, I've got S T and O E. What? <laughs> See, I've got. Ian, uh, Ian sounds like he's closer. Uh, I seem to have A S T O, but W and N are out, so it can't be Watson. When did uh, you get rid of W and N? W was one of the last ones there. It shouldn't have been because we. Oh yeah, it was. We got rid of W yeah. towards the end, didn't we? Because I thought yeah. I'd already got rid of it. Yeah. And when did we get rid of N? I Mine actually mean, go. I've you got, didn't get rid of it. 
We didn't get rid of N because I've got mine. My it. letters I've got is this is why I think it's Sean Lamont. I've got A L M N O S T. Well, L So I can actually get S Lamont out of my. You're doing very well. Circumvented the circumvented. I just made up my own answer. I seem to have J left. Why have I got a letter J left? Because you've obviously chosen the wrong initial from the head of Loretta School. Which is Jason oh, White. Oh, right, yeah. You, ah, had, to yes, choose, that's, you had to choose that's, wisely, and you have... Ah, that's like, why I took W out. Ah, there we go. I think... Like, like Elsa in the, the Last Crusade, you have chosen poorly. <laughs> I know I've aged rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> so now you, sh- now you should have the correct answer. Yeah, I, I, yeah. If I swap that, my, so what have uh, you got then? Uh, yeah. I had a, I had A S T and O left, but because I picked the wrong initial for Jason White, um, I should have knocked out J, and then I'd have had W as well. So I'd have had what's O, but I've ticked N for some reason as well. Probably because so. you were on the WP now. Yes, yes, right. that's exactly yeah. why. That was um, that, that was uh, devious, and that was like an M Night Shyamalan Ding Dang movie. Yeah, <laughs> so many twists. So what was the answer? Watson. Watson. Dr. Watson. Oh, elementary. Of course. I don't know how... I've, I'm amazed that I still managed to get Sean the one out of that. <laughs> I think you need to, you need to take, put a picture of your working, workings out up on the up on the blog. I have no idea how I got I've deleted it now. <laughs> right, so um, I'm going to, I, think Ian gets, I think Ian deserves the full 10 points on that. Yeah. Which gives Ian 10 Thanks. points for that. And then uh, we'll have to... Because I, I, technically I can't... I don't think I can go it. Rory, you could come back strongly here. I'm going to yeah. give a... So you'll... Uh, I think we'll just do... This is also going to, this is going to spell out my life motto, but you can't guess it beforehand. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is also a bit of a hunt around the internet. Some of the uh, answers uh, you'll be able to find from the blog. Some you may have to do a bit of Googling for. Um, we've got a bit of an introduction to this. Because this is the Wes Doogie Donnelly round, so let's start with the theme tune to this. Back to this evening now, I'm armed with my dictionary for our next programme tonight. It's an English concise one, whether I'll find any words used in shamidab or not, I don't know. Your host is Doogie Donnelly. Yeah, I thought I'd play. I managed to find the Shammy Dab theme tune, which is a uh, game show hosted by Dougie Donnelly back in the day. Um, so, I've got a way of filling while you guys are searching for this. So, the um, the first letter is you're looking for in this. It's the surname of the player I suggested, and I quote, might be worth a punt though for a laugh. After giving him a two out of ten rating on the blog, so there was a, there was an article <laughs> where I gave every really bad scores. Um, so you now have to go and find that article and find the player who I said might be worth a punt though for a laugh, and gave him two out of ten. I'm, I'm get, I guess who it is. You're going to guess who it is. In the meantime, no, I'm going to read you. I found online. This is um, from the Independent, which is my week with Dougie Don by Dougie Donnelly. Written in May 1999. So I'll read you out Sunday's entry. Uh, th- this is wonderful because it's, it's very partridge-esque. It's in a particularly busy and frustrating day. I was meant to be playing golf with the commentary team, but find that I have to present grandstand. 
I'm disappointed because it's sunny. After the oh. show, it's back to the Novotel Hotel in Sheffield. Most of the team are staying here because it's close to the Crucible Theatre. I managed to put my feet up for half an hour before doing a highlights programme. Simon Bergen. What? There you are. Write down the surname. First, the first letter of the surname. So that's your first letter. Um, did you find the article, by the way? Yeah, from the infamous, uh, the infamous zero out of ten Calcutta. Cup. Did you spot? Did you spot the uh, picture on there? Yes, you've, you've been you've been changing things. I have been changing things. So the yeah. matrix, there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> there is. Changed. See, I was, did you not give God to read two out of ten as well on that? I did, but I didn't. But I didn't, uh, but I didn't suggest that he might be worth the punt, though, for a laugh. For a laugh. Forty did get uh, two out of ten as well. Yeah, he did, I think I gave all the subs. Did I give all the subs two out of ten? On the basis that nope. they didn't start the match. <laughs> Alan Dell got five. Henry Progress got zero. And what and did Alan, what, what did I give Alan Dell five for? Uh, soft hands for Jones' second try and made a huge six tackles. One of the highest of any Scotland player, despite coming on as a substitute. <laughs> Well, there you go. Deserved five out of ten. I think that was the highest score I gave that day, apart from Ali. I think Ali Price got five out of ten because he was played on the wing. There was a fair amount. Yeah, zero, 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 zero. Ali Price five out of ten. Zero, 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 zero. Sure, of five out of ten. Yeah. Um, your second uh, question again. You, you're on the blog for this one as well. Um, I reviewed Grant Stott's rotten pitch side patter. I want the first letter of the headline. So you've got to try and find my article where I talk about Grant Stott giving pitch uh, okay. patter. So, and you want the first letter of the headline. Uh, this is Monday in Doogie Donnelly's week in 1999. Up reasonably early to record some voiceover commercials for radio, then back to the crucible for a couple of sandwiches. Stephen Hendry tells me about Jill Dando. It's terrible news. All the boys in the tournament are shocked. I have two live broadcasts this afternoon. It's all unscripted, which is the beauty of live sport coverage. It's good fun and gives me a buzz. After the broadcast, I hang around chatting. Most of the talk is about football. Me, Stephen Hendry and John Higgins talk about Scottish football. Everyone scoffs. Later on, I record an interview with Mark Williams. He has Welsh dragons tattooed on his thighs. If he wins the final, he's going to let BBC film them. I have dinner with Stephen Hendry, John Carroll and Mark Williams in a local Italian. They have a left-handed drinking game going. Lack of concentration rather than alcohol consumption leaves me a fiver down. This is a 17-day event, and I have found that if you party too hard at night, you get a bit croaky the next day. What a wild time Doogie Donnelly was having. Rock and roll. <laughs> is, yeah. Um, so, uh, you've got, have you managed to find that article? I have yet. Not of it. How, how are you finding it so quick? I'm, it, every, the blog it, has a search, search function. It may, it may uh, uh, surprise you to find out. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm looking through the archive, but obviously Cami stuff is like uh, the majority yeah. of podcasts. So yeah. without wishing to without wishing to do myself down, the archive is a bit uh, can be a bit wonky sometimes. Your best bet would be to um, search. There's a search feature on the the sidebar there. There we go. We'll no, we'll go to the next question. Uh, Ian, you oh, might yes. be able to fill in the blank anyway. Um, question three. This you may have to find this elsewhere. Um, the venue first letter of the venue where Doogie Donnelly interviewed Bill Clinton. So Dougie Donnelly once interviewed Bill Clinton about the first letter of the venue. So this is uh, Tuesday in Dougie Donnelly's uh, 1999 diary. Up at 10 to do a recording with Willie Thorne about, ma about maximum breaks. He has so, ma uh, he's made more than uh, anyone. Sorry to interrupt. Are we, for the first letter of the first word? Uh, the first letter of the first word, yes. Yeah, okay. 
I'm not really a good snooker player myself. I have a sandwich lunch in my dressing room before the afternoon programme, then go for a stroll around the shops in Sheffield. I record the highlights at 10pm. Back in the bar again, we have a few jokes. Prince Nazim has come to see Stephen Hendry and they are larking about on the practice tables. He's not bad, but nobody would dare tell him that he couldn't play. Absolutely living living the life as Dougie Donnelly back in 1999. <laughs> um, have you managed to find that? Royal Albert Hall. That might be right. Right down I the mean, I can, I can, it, it, it looks like it's right because it seems like I can guess what the first word of this catchphrase is going to be. Well, right? let's see. Um, yes. Question and four. It's not going to be Bergen. <laughs> yes. No. Question four. Um, this is the first letter of the name of the entertainer who helped Dougie Donnelly to launch the 1997 Great Scottish Junior Fun Run. <laughs> so Some name, of this stuff predates the, Google. So the, the, the name of the entertainer who helped Dougie Donnelly launch the 1997 Great Scottish Junior Fun Run. First name or surname? Uh, first name of his professional name. So we're back to Doogie's diary Wednesday. I'll allow <laughs> myself. Sorry, was it 1990? Yeah. Uh, 1997. 1987. Okay, thank you. Please carry on. Wednesday. <laughs> I'll allow myself a lion until just after nine. Then it's over to the theatre for a chat with the production staff. The afternoon show finishes at 3.30. I go for a stroll around the bookshops. It's been a busy month and I've been away a lot. I phone my family and friends to catch up. My older girls can cope when I'm away, but the younger one is only seven and really misses me. Oh. They occasionally listen to my commentaries so they can check that I am where I say I am. <laughs> I watch Scotland versus Germany. I'm professionally neutral in everything apart from when Scotland play football. There we go. So, have you got that letter? Did you manage to find the entertainer who helped him launch the 1997 Great I, I Scottish can, Junior Fun Run? I can guess oh, the letter. Junior. I have no idea who it is. But... Have you found the name of the person who it is, Rory? Oh, no. No, you're just going to guess the letter? Yes. Well, yeah, I'm going to guess the guess the letter yeah, as a W. I can't believe you can't find that. I, che- I I did I did check this stuff was Googleable. Yeah, I'm maybe not googling in the right uh, direction. Have you not found the um, the photo, the marvelous photo of Dougie Donnelly and the clown? What? No, I was I was I mean I was actually googling on the image search because I thought that one might be. Uh, I might just yeah yeah. There you go. It's 1997, junior junior fun run in Scotland. I think it's the only thing you get get back. It's Windbag the Clown for those that are keeping score. I just wish I thought it was a mark. All oh, right, I have actually, I have actually found a, find a picture now. Yeah, Windbag the Clown. It's a good contender for um for 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 a popular section in the viz. One of the photos. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a fan podcast. We'll not see what section that is. Okay. Um. This is a clue to an article in the blog. Now, this is the first article that I wrote for the blog. And the clue is, a town in northwest England takes control. And I want the first letter of the headline. So, town in northwest England takes control. So, if I think about that, and I'll, I'll, I'll read the thing out. I can give you some more clues in a minute. So, this is uh, on Thursday with Doogie Donnelly now. In the morning, Dennis Taylor and I play golf with two Canadian former world champions. We end up winning. It's a mad dash back for the afternoon coverage. I'm on air from 2.30 until 6pm. It's the start of the semis and John Higgins and Mark Williams are playing. It's a great game, really fast and I have to concentrate hard. It's all over by 4.45pm. We fill up the rest of the time with a couple of features and a competition. I have a couple of drinks, gin and tonics and go for a Chinese with some of the production team. 
Um, do you need any clues to this? Have you found my first I'll letter? Find the, find the article, yeah. So the first yeah. letter of the headline. Did you, did you get the clue? Town in Northwest England takes control. Did you get? I didn't know. No. I haven't got the clue. But I found the article and got the letter. Well, there you go. What does the clue have to do with it? Well, the t- well, it's just to try and find the article. What the article would have been about, which about Stuart Lancaster ah, taking, okay. taking over. So, got yeah. There you go. So again, on the blog, um, who did I once describe as part Weeble, part Mighty Mouse, and part Ram Man when he uh, when he retired? The so, Doogie Donnelly pictures in the search results are quite <laughs> quite helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on the blog, part Weeble, part Mighty Mouse, part Ram Man, when he retired. I want the first letter of that headline. Let me know how you get on, Ian. Oh, um, that would be uh, Al Jacobson, by any chance. Ooh, it might be. It may well be. The, the artist formerly known as. Yeah. So I want the first letter of that headline. I'll go with Friday. This is Dougie Donnelly's Friday now. I spend the morning doing some preparation for the Scottish Rugby Awards that I'm comparing tonight. Then I have to drive all the way up to Edinburgh. The drive is a bit of a pain. I can't really celebrate too much because I have to be up at five to drive that back down to Sheffield the following morning. I can't believe I'm at a rugby celebration and not drinking. I'll have to wait until the celebrations are after, after on the final on Monday. And that was Dougie Donnelly's week back in 1999 when he was presenting the snooker. What a, what a wild time it sounded. Um... <laughs> Have you found that the, the headline for that that piece? C. That's right. Yep. Uh, uh, C and also and also Spanish. Uh, the the um, so with all these articles, if you if you're playing along at home, you should be able to see a picture of Doogie Donnelly on the on all the articles on the blog. Which will help help you decide you're in the right place. It will do. Yep. Um, I want next is I've run out of Doogie Donnelly um diary, so I'll just have to fill in another way. So. The I want the first letter of the place Berwick Rugby Club stayed the night before they played Orkney. Now, there is an article on the blog about this. So it's the place Berwick Rugby Club stayed the night before playing Orkney. And a Beatles song as well. Possibly. That's the, head, the headline. That is Yes, that is the headline of the, uh, of the article, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we want now. I want the first letter of the name that Berwick Rugby Club, the place Berwick Rugby Club stayed. The hundred thirty-two incidences of the letter K on this page. <laughs> so I might just have to. I might have to speed read it. That's fine. Oh, there we go. There you go. Kirkwall Hotel. The um, next question then, uh, Rory. I want the. It's the score Rory gave Richie Vernon out of ten. In the group game against South Africa in the 2015 World Cup, I'm going to guess at that because <laughs> uh, out, out of what I can assume, what the uh, your motto is, um, <laughs> I think. Uh, it wasn't actually me that came up with that, so I might have done something foolish. When did you say? It's 2015, 2015 World, World Cup. Cup group game. You were. Um, it's your there name next to the article. There's Dougley. There's Dougal Dougal on the article to show you in the right place. Oh yeah! Now, interestingly enough, I think was this. Uh, oh no, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't the uh, summer tour, was it? No, this was the South Africa Scotland game in the group stages. Yeah. So this so, is Richie um, Vern. This is one of the. 
I, you always forget during this World Cup that Richie Vernon played centre a lot. So I, I don't, I kind of in my head, the experiment to turn him into a centre was a, never really took off, and his career petered out. But actually, he played, he played at yeah, centre quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the season at Glasgow in the Pro Four, April twelve, uh, Dunbar and Bennett got injured. And so we ended yeah. up with Horn and Vernon, and they were the only two fit centres at the club. These they, they yeah. sort of saw us through to the end. He got about uh, half a point less than WP Nell. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody scored particularly well that game. No, it must have been another one of the the stinkers. I was just wondering if that was the because there was one Scotland South Africa game that uh, we watched as Al Al K's uh, Stagdy. We watched that in a pub in Ballater. No, but I think that might have been that was around then but maybe uh, no, that was a summer tour game wasn't mm. this one um, the next one this is you're going to have to um, to check this if you can the I want what kind of sofa does the husband want in the 1996 Sterling Furniture <laughs> advert which features Doogie Donnelly a Doogie Donnelly voiceover this is fairly easy to find so you've got to find the Sterling Furniture advert from 1996 that features Doogie Donnelly as a voiceover. It's the first letter of the type of sofa that he wants. It's quite an interesting advert. Um, of course, Doogie Donnelly um, big, famously uh, did the voices of the uh, of, of of Sterling Furniture. Um, also uh, famous for doing this advert as well, which is um, if you can find this on Twitter, I might try and see if I can post it. This is uh, if you can. What type of for? What type of sofa does he want? They're having an argument about what kind of sofa they want. So it's the first letter of the type of sofa the husband wants in the advert. Got, it's yeah, not, okay, yeah. yeah and it's got, not fabric. No, yeah, no it's not, definitely not fabric. It's, it's the one that, that spells out what, what the, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is, um, this is is the kind of advert that he used. This isn't the advert, but this is the advert that Doogie Donnelly does. He's in full sports casual mode here. I'll try and post this to the blog afterwards. Come and see Sterling's annual Spring Festival, Britain's newest and biggest display of fine furniture. Just arrived for the lounge, dining room and bedroom. There's a great new range of carpets too, most of it for immediate delivery. Visit the Pavilion Gift Arcade, Tilly Toy Town, the Tilly Cootry Trading Company, loaded with family fashion bargains, the garden centre and the restaurant. You could even win a holiday in America. Come and have a nice day out at Sterling Spring Festival, Tilly Cootry near Sterling. I was a bit worried as I was watching that about how um, how high his voice might go in the end of that. It seems yeah. to keep going up and up. Um, so um, we've got that then. Um, next one is um, Dougie Donnelly hosted an event in 2001 to find Scotland's greatest ever player. Who was it? So this is a rugby event in 2001. I couldn't figure out why it was hosted. I, I, I don't think it's the centenary of the SIU or anything, but... It, 2001, Scotland's greatest ever player. Who was it? Hosted it with uh, John Beatty. Must have been early on in John Beatty's um, kind of hosting career, I would have thought. Any luck on the Google? I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna guess it's an. It's possibly an Ian. Oh, it was the first or, letter of their surname. Oh, surname. Okay. Uh, well, somebody whose surname begins with I. Ah, yes, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine who that is then. First name, Andy, by any chance? That's right, uh, yep. yeah. Andy there Irvin. Go. Andy Irvin. Um, 
next question. We're going to get towards the end. We've got two more to go. You've probably guessed it already, but you're not allowed to say it out loud. Um, question 11. The name of Doogie Donnelly's chat show. Which showed to me that Doogie Donnelly has been around for a long, lot longer than we thought. I didn't realise Doogie Donnelly was around in the early 80s. So Doogie Donnelly had a chat show on BBC Scotland in the early 80s. Friday two night. series. Friday night with Doogie Donnelly. What a classic, classic name for a chat show. Yes. Um, the old ones are the best. I haven't been able to find any episodes on YouTube, so we don't know if he had a catchphrase. If anyone knows if Doogie Donnelly had his catchphrase, do let us know. Um, he also did a, a kind of a special one off with Billy Conley that was called Conley with Donnelly, which yeah. I, I'm disappointed that they didn't just take that forward. Make it a regular thing. Um, question 12. This is, this is easier to find than you would think. I want the model of Doogie Donnelly's second car that he ever owned. It's the one he used to drive, used to drive his kit around when he was a resident DJ at Shuffles on Socky Hall Street in Glasgow. <laughs> this is easier to find than you might think. So Doogie Donnelly um, obviously had more than more than uh, two oh, cars. Privacy yeah. pop-ups. <laughs> yeah. Get get out of my way. Privacy pop-up, but this particular website might cause that might cause a number of issues. Have you managed to find it? Um, I, I found, found the article. Daily article yeah. I found the daily second, record article. Second car, did you say? Second car, yeah, the one he used to drive his kit around when he was a resident oh, DJ. Ford Escort. Yeah. Ford, Ford Escort. Ford Escort yeah. yeah. And what's, what's what's Berwick for life? That's of course you're yeah. right. Uh, I, I think I got that from uh, from R onwards. <laughs> you got that from all that. Did, did you get all <laughs> yeah, the letters very... then, Rory? Yes. I'm going to say you win then. I'm going to yeah, give that okay. to you. Yeah, I think I'll I think you've beaten you've beaten Ian by four points. We'll say there. Well, that would, be a, that would be a draw with it because. No, well, you had four. A... We gave Ian. Ian got ten points out of your round. There are twelve questions technically in my round, but that was only because I had to make Beric for life fit in. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we should all just say that we've all done very well. Yeah, really. It's there are no winners. Boring. There are no winners it's like, here. It's like primary school, and we all get a. Uh, Taking part medal yeah. or something. Yeah, that's it. I'm happy with that. That's good. Yes, there are no winners here. Every in, in some way, we've all lost something tonight. <laughs> I think so. An hour and a half of your life. Yeah. If you've listened to. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully you've enjoyed that, and hopefully you had fun playing along at home um, and googling stuff. Um, we um, we're going to try and keep these much more regularly from now on. Next week, we are going to have the first of our book clubs. So we are going to attempt to read uh, Gregor Townsend's autobiography, which is called Talk of the Toonie, which is possibly the worst title ever for a book. We may, we may discuss that, that some, some alternatives that, um, next week. Um, so you've got some notice. It's available on Kindle. Um, you can also get secondhand copies on eBay and Amazon, but obviously they may take a bit longer to come to you. We, we did post something on Twitter about a week ago to give people some more notice. So yeah, we'll be... Reading that between then and now and coming back and talking about what we've learned from Gregor Townsend's autobiography. If you've got any other Scottish rugby related books that you think we should read, uh, let us know. We'll quite happily um, take a look. There's, there's a fair few going about. We've even found some erotic fiction that we might sure. delve into. Some Scottish rugby related erotic fiction. Who knew sure. that was even a thing? Not again. <laughs> Where in the hell did you find that? Amazon. <laughs> dark, dark oh, corners of Amazon Kindle. 
it involves a werewolf. I'm quite, to be honest, if it hadn't involved a werewolf, I may have passed it by, but it involves a werewolf <laughs> who also plays rugby for Scotland. So, you know, colour me intrigued. Is it, is it Ben, ben Tullis? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Let's find, but I'm dying to find out. So the first is Gregor Townsend's autobiography. After that, we're on a werewolf erotic fiction. <laughs> we're off the track. Off yeah. <laughs> Um. But for the moment, uh, do remember to keep an eye on the blog, scottishrugbyblog.co.uk, as well as Twitter, where we'll post updates of, of what we're proposing to uh, read and review. Um, we're hoping to try and get Stuart Cameron onto the podcast very soon as well, who does um, Border Rugby TV uh, and does covers uh, Scottish Rugby on, on Borders TV and STV as well. Uh, but for the moment, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Rory and Ian. Cheerio. Goodbye. Can I say one quick thing? Go on then, Rory. Just before you, just before you cuts off. If you get a chance, everyone that listens, go and have a look. Uh, Google on just giving for Mike Bigger, former Scotland rugby captain, who is doing some, uh, doing some great work to raise money for the NHS. He's um, really, really struggles to walk after a, a serious car accident back in the nineties, um, and uh, he was in the hospital just before the the outbreak, but managed to get get out in time before lockdown and is. Uh, um, is is trying to do steps around his around his garden, which are actually incredibly difficult for him. And so far, he's raised about sixty thousand um, pounds for for the NHS charities. Former Scotland rugby captain from the seventies. So uh, if you get a chance, go and check out his page. Yeah, quite remarkable videos of him of him doing it as well. Kind of yeah, so well well yeah. worth uh, checking that out. So uh, yeah, we'll post a link to that on the blog post as well. Um, so so just go straight to the blog post for this podcast. And it'll be on there. But for the moment, we will all see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao.